0: Welcome to the Blessed Sacrament Parish Community Podcast, where our mission is to help everyone recognize and experience the presence of God. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blessed Sacrament Parish Community Podcast. I am Kristen Russell, and I am here with Father Rob, and we are living in a weird time right now. I'm sure you guys are at home alone or maybe stuck with your family, for better or for worse, if you're with your family. Um, but we thought today we would come in together and and talk a little bit just about, you know, how to handle situations like this when we feel alone or when we feel isolated. Um, you know, what is the Christian response to that? And how should we as Christians, you know, also, respond to one another, even if we can't physically be next to each other. How can we respond spiritually, um socially, and how to comfort one another so Father Rob, you know just looking at what's going on in the world today, you know, how are we supposed to respond to these things?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we're all learning is that we are a lot more social than we were willing to admit before. And we are more interdependent. And all of a sudden, a lot of that gets ripped away. And how to handle it can be fairly complex. I think from the church's standpoint, we always have to be reaching out to people who are alone, who might get forgotten, and let them know they're not forgotten, that they are an important part of who we are as a church. But on a secondary standpoint, and this is the one that takes some initiative on all of our parts— is that if we're feeling alone, sometimes we even have to step out of our comfort zone a little bit and reach out to another, because in doing that, we are both giving and receiving Christ's love, and I think that's central to who we are as a church.
0: And sometimes, you know, thinking outside the box, I know for me, I don't like talking on the phone. It I feel awkward, I just I don't know what to do, but... Um, but, you know, talking on the phone is good, especially in these times when we can't talk face-to-face or maybe introducing a new technology to people. I know from my perspective, we we introduced um, video chatting to my grandparents, and they think that that is the coolest thing. If I can't be in the room with someone, it is kind of nice to be able to see their face.
1: I've FaceTimed more in the last <laughs> week than in the last five years.
0: Exactly. Like, we're all like, this is where technology, I mean, I will curse technology when it doesn't work but there are times like right now when I am grateful for the technology that we have we can talk we can come to you via a podcast or we can do the liturgy of the word for you guys to listen to in your homes with your family or with your pets you know and just even though we're not physically together we can still worship together and you know getting creative I know you know FaceTime a friend if you're if you have the technology, call a friend, FaceTime a friend. If you're alone for Liturgy of the Word or watching Mass, get someone on the phone and say, hey, let's do this together. I think that there are creative ways, like like Father Rob said, to come together without being physically close to one another. And the gift
1: of the Lenten season can be an advantage at a time like this. Not more than a few months ago, we were celebrating Christmas and the gift of the Incarnation. Well, for me, the amazing part of God walking among us as one like ourselves is that we can rest assured that in Christ, God understands our human experience because in Christ, God lived through our human experience and continues to live through it. And as we're getting closer to the proclamation of the passions, both on Palm Sunday but also on Good Friday— one of the things that always has jumped out at me as a pretty powerful understanding of Christ knowing our experience is I've always felt that the, the most painful part of the Passion wasn't even the crucifixion itself, but it was the utter abandonment. That all those people that were Jesus' close friends and confidants, his disciples, One by one, as the pressure built, they left him utterly alone. And that's when he turned to the Father's love more than ever to rely on that strength. And that's a pretty good lesson for us, too, that we might feel alone, that we're abandoned, or that we're so isolated we can't connect, and to lean on our prayer in a very open and honest way and say, Jesus, I know you went through this. I know you understand what I'm going through. Help me to bear this cross at this time. And teach me what I ought to do to help alleviate the suffering in other people.
0: I love that you brought up Lent and especially knowing that we're coming up on Holy Week and this is going to be a Holy Week like no other Holy Week that I've had in, in my years of being alive because we're not going to be able to gather together. And it. I think it's an opportunity for us to enter more fully into the meaning of what Holy Week is beginning on Palm Sunday and going through to holy saturday and what's really sticking out in my mind when thinking about this you know we're two weeks away from it when jesus is taken from the cross and put into the tomb and that stone is rolled in front of the tomb i i'm guessing for some people like this is what self-isolation and quarantine this is what it feels like it feels like that stone has been rolled in front of your house and you're not supposed to go out and particularly if you're in one of the at-risk groups. I mean, I'm sure people are hounding you like you cannot go outside or you cannot go to the store. And it just, it does, it feels like there is this loneliness. And it's not just like that, that loneliness, like, oh, I haven't seen anyone, but it's that deep seated loneliness. And like you said, Father Rob, abandonment. And that's, we're not abandoned, but it is that feeling of When am I going to be able to live life again? Right.
1: You just mentioned something that triggers a feeling in me, and that is every priest that's a close friend of mine, we've always talked about the longest day of the year for us is always Holy Saturday. The reason being is we've had those intense liturgies of Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday and the Good Friday prayer. And between that time and usually 9, 9.30 in the evening on Holy Saturday, about the only thing we might do is a rehearsal for the vigil. And you're waiting and you're watching. Well, that's what this time is now. We're waiting and we're watching. And in the same way that those people that were closest to Jesus were waiting and watching and grieving after his death on the cross, not knowing what was coming next, not knowing for sure that they were going to find the tomb empty, in fact, being utterly amazed at what they saw, we need to leave that same hope open in our lives. We don't know what the future brings. But because we trust in God's love for us, that we never lose hope. And we should never lose the understanding that. We're going to be surprised by how great God's love is, even in the midst of this difficult time.
0: And there is that. We are we are a people of hope. We are a people of waiting. Um, a, a professor of mine in college always said we are a already here but not yet kind of people. The kingdom of God is beginning, is here in a way, but it's also not fully here yet. So we're always waiting in anticipation. And I think the more we are... We, the more time we spend in our homes, the more time we spend in isolation, the greater that ant- anticipation grows. And I think that's a a good reminder to have that we might want to, you know, slide into an isolation depression, which is totally understandable. But we have to remember, too, there's an anticipation. This isn't going to last forever. We, Like Father Rob said, we don't know when this is going to end But it's not going to last forever. And that's the hope. That's the anticipation that we need to hang on to. And I I was just thinking today, like, Jesus, you know, after he was abandoned, after he felt that isolation, laid in the tomb, he rose, he walked out, and he walked among his friends. And that is the hope that I I keep hanging on to as well, that we will walk among each other once again. We'll be able to give hugs. We'll be able to give that sign of peace. And maybe, as you know, as we're going through this time of isolation, and particularly in your prayer, if you are a visual person, you'll close your eyes and visualize yourself at Blessed Sacrament or visualize where do you sit at Mass because you Catholics, I know you all sit in the same spot. Who sits around you? Picture them. And as you're feeling alone or as you're feeling isolated, Picture them sitting in the pew next to you. Picture them at the sign of peace, and then when that actually, when that actually happens, when we get to come to mass together again, you will have prayed with them in your mind. You will. It'll just make that reunion that much more special. And I really think that this isolation, this being forced apart, is eventually going to bring us back together, and that reunion is going to be so much sweeter um, than I think that maybe it was before.
1: I agree. One of the images that's running through my mind right now is, um, years and years ago, Bishop Under, in talking about, he was doing a teaching Mass, posed the question, who offers what at Mass? And the answer he gave was really powerful. He said, the whole Christ offers the whole Christ. And that whenever Mass is celebrated, we are all joined together, both with those who have gone before us, but those that can't be with us as well. We're all gathered around our family's Thanksgiving table in the Eucharist. And I think we all need to remember that. If you're watching the Mass from the Cathedral on, on Sunday morning or during the week, remember that fact that we are all being offered and offering to one another during that celebration, that it keeps us united. Because Christ's love can transcend and does transcend time and space, keeping us one.
0: And as the body of Christ, that is is the—that is what we need to remember. And that's what we need to hang on to, is that even if we cannot be together in person, in physical distance of one another, we are together in spirit because we are born into Christ spirit when we are baptized and that's our bond that we have a bond that goes deeper and way beyond any physical connection we have this bond through through Jesus and i think that's a great reminder because again when we're feeling isolated when we're feeling down it is so easy to just turn in on ourselves but god calls us out and Jesus calls us out. Think of those people who you love. Call your grandma, call your brother, call your sister, you know, talk to your dog or talk to your cat, call your neighbor. And I I love these images I'm seeing on social media, you know, people who are social distancing um, on their, like their neighbors on the street. So they all like set up their chairs um, six feet away from each other on the sidewalk. Like it's Thank God this isn't happening in January in Michigan. That's that's one of the graces that I'm feeling right now is that the weather's getting nice and we all want to go outside. You know, maybe say hello to a neighbor you haven't talked to before. Like Father Rob said, "Put yourself out there. We have to push our push ourselves out of our comfort zones um in order to make the most of an uncomfortable situation."
1: Another thing I think we can do is take those moments of grace that we normally don't pay attention to i give you an example. Yesterday, I I exercise because I have to, not necessarily because (laughs) I want to. And I went out on the rail trail and walked yesterday late afternoon. It was the most pleasurable experience to be out. The sun was shining. It was upper 50s. And just to say this little thing that I normally wouldn't pay much attention to is a pretty awesome moment. And I think we're all appreciating those little moments where we can experience things we may have taken for granted. Little things mean a bit more now. And that's a good lesson.
0: It is. And Father, I have a question, and maybe this is definitely putting you on the spot, so I, I apologize. I've been seeing a lot on social media about spiritual communion. Can you speak to that in, you know, what is that?
1: actually just did a little while ago, that understanding that the whole Christ offers the whole Christ, that we can enter into that, and we do enter into that celebration. And even though we cannot be at Mass in these days and break bread in a physical way and share in the body and blood of Christ, we are not separated from his love. And there's absolutely nothing that can separate us from that love and spiritual communion in a easy to understand way is just recognizing that and being attuned to it and knowing that we are united in heart mind and love to Christ
0: i love that uh that the whole church is present and the whole christ offers the whole christ at mass and i hope in a way like that understanding of spiritual communion helps us to enter more deeply into mass as we watch it from afar as we watch it on a screen instead of being in person there. So thank you, Father Rob, for that.
1: One thing I'd say, though, is and in, in just the terminology we use, but to make sure we don't watch it, but that we pray it with our brothers and sisters, even though we're not there.
0: Because the mass, you know, the liturgy is still the work of the people. Just because it's not public doesn't mean the people still should not be working, Like, like you said, to participate in the mass, not just be an observer of the Mass. That makes a lot of sense. Um, We kind of just wanted to come together to give everyone a pep talk, and I think, too, to give ourselves pep talks because it is a lonely, boring time.
1: It definitely is. One thing, and this is my craziness, for lack of a better way of saying it, there are a lot of humorous things that are being sent around by people, and sometimes it's easy to feel guilty about that, and I would say don't. That's one of the ways we cope as human beings and makes us kind of okay when we can laugh at some stuff so if you if somebody sends you something that's a little funny, it's okay to laugh, and you don't have to feel guilty
0: about it. It's that old saying, "Laughter is the best medicine, and I hope that as we kind of you know move into these next few weeks of the unknown as we prepare our hearts and our minds for Holy Week. Uh, I hope that we can all move together as the body of Christ and r- embrace what Holy Week has to offer for us, and to participate fully, maybe even more fully in Holy Week than we have before. Which seems absolutely crazy because we're not going to be together for the for Holy Week, but it might be an opportunity for us to, to take it and ha- face it head on together as the body of Christ. i you
1: one last story. This was, I think, four years ago, might be three, it might be five, but it was Holy Saturday. I was still pastor of St. Hubert in Bad Axe. and late afternoon, a huge thunderstorm came through the county, and all of the power got knocked out. Well, here it is, the holiest night of the year, and we have no power in church. And we were trying to figure out what to do. And one of the gentlemen in the parish said, I've got an idea. Open the main doors. And he pulled his pickup truck in there, put the lights on bright. And we celebrated that whole mass through the lights of a pickup truck. Now, it made the whole lighting of the Christ candle and the singing of the exaltat and everyone holding their candles so much more powerful and one of the things that I heard over and over as I was doing my go away, going-away party from St. Hubert's was how much people remembered that liturgy and that it had been the most faithful one they'd ever been at. So sometimes, in fact, I would argue almost all of the time, in the difficult times, things become richer and deeper because we allow them to.
0: And I think that is a beautiful place, to sign off and say thank you everyone for joining us and we are praying for you as we go through you know this unknown as we go through this experience of not knowing what comes next but knowing that we have the hope of christ within us that we are a resurrection people But in order to get to the resurrection, we have to go through Good Friday, we have to go through Holy Saturday, and to be on the lookout for the ways that God's grace is working in our lives. And this is a great time to maybe remove the things, um, the world has removed the things that maybe blinded us from God's grace before, but now we can focus in and see how God is acting in our lives. So thank you, Father Rob, for joining us, and thank you for everyone who's tuning in. Um, we'll be praying for you. Please pray for us, and we hope to see you soon.